Hey toy family, welcome to the Marsham Toy Hour where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham, and joining us is the queen of cute, Teresa Hawkins. Hey, howdy, hey. And the king of all Kickstarter supporters, George Gaspar. Wow, we got introductions today. Awesome. Who? You like that? Who are we? That's what I've been working on for the past month we haven't been recording. <laughs> I like it. Worth it. <laughs> so how you guys been? It's been, what, uh, a few weeks since we've jumped on and had a powwow. Yeah, nothing's been going on in the world. It's been very quiet and nice. Uh, it's been it's been very quiet in the world. Yeah. Right? <laughs> For those not familiar, this is Saturday morning. We just learned the big news of the presidential race, but this entire week's been a little nutty. And uh, we got DesignerCon creeping up next week. And actually, so in seven days, it will be DesignerCon on the Pop Shop Live app. And this weekend going on is Shanghai Toy Festival, which is nuts. If you guys have actually looked at the videos to see that there's an actual physical convention, convention. Like, convention yeah. going on. Like, humans gathering for that nuts? It's crazy. Like I look at the, like, the corona updates and... We're hitting daily highs. Like yesterday was 118,000 new cases just in the U.S. yesterday. And then you go over to China and it's thousands of people hanging out together in a convention center. That's awesome. And they're all wearing their masks the way they should, except for not covering their nose or putting masks on their face. Yeah, it isn't that kind of par for the course. You go out to a Target or when we do leave the house, I would say 70% of the people are wearing them correctly and the other have them. Around the mouth, around the necks. Now imagine, though, 30% of the people wearing them incorrectly in 100,000 100, people in a room. Yeah, That's right. 30,000 people not wearing their mask right. <laughs> <laughs> we might see a spike in China after this convention. We'll see. Uh, it was it was cool to see, though, like the crowds and like all the big statues and like booths. Those booths over there are like next level booths. It's not just like some artist making toys. Like that's like... They look, everybody looked like a real presentation. Yeah, we've talked about it many times in the years past. But yeah, I mean, actually seeing that video that Pop Mart had released, it's a great video. We put it up on the, the Stomping Ground on our Facebook group. But yeah, it's about an hour long. And I, I was actually shocked at how well planned it was given the pandemic. I didn't think that maybe the boosts would be what they usually were, but they had tons of giant sculptures made up uh, for photo opportunities. Their whole theme was, what was the theme? Like whimsical forest or magical forest. So that was the theme of all these giant statues placed throughout the convention. Insane, like San Diego Comic-Con presentations. I would say maybe even a step above of what San Diego Comic-Con has. These booze are, as far as I know, like some of these companies that don't even seem like that large of companies to us, had these phenomenal booths over there. It's awesome. Yeah, they all looked like real. They all looked like real company booths. Like it didn't just look like you know, like Decon. It's like guys like me just standing behind a table with a freaking tablecloth and my junk laid out. But like there, it was like real. Like everybody had like a real company booth. Like it was cool. Yeah. You know, you know, it's legit when Unbox is <laughs> participating <laughs> in all that. Dan knows I love Unbox, but. If if you know Dan and you know him from other conventions, he's old school. He just wants to, you know, lay things out on the table and call it, you know. And even Unbox was getting in on the crazy boost stuff over there. But I love it. I mean, I we've seen it before in years past. So I love the fact that this year didn't stop them. But at the same time, it's just 
it's crazy surreal because we've been so holed up in this world of non-human interaction. So the, to see a show happening, it's like, oh my God, is this real? It was a little sad, right? To think about what we should be doing actually come next weekend. We should be all hanging out together in Anaheim and going to the Anaheim Convention Center for Designer Con. And, but that's not happening this year. This year it's a virtual event, which is cool. I'm glad that they're still hosting it. But in a way, like Designer Con for me is 95% the memories and hanging out with friends. And then there's the bonus of actually being able to buy some pretty cool toys when they're, you're there. But not having that experience, like the Marshan Bowling event on Saturday night and having just fun hanging out with you guys and going out to dinners and breakfast. Like, I'm really going to miss that this year. I agree. I think there's there's just something about an in-person event that you just can't match with virtual. But at the same time, I mean, the fact that Decon is trying something, you know, a lot of shows this year have just flat out canceled. So, um, and then kind of throughout the year started going virtual. So to see them try this out, I mean, I like the idea that it's going to exist in some form or fashion, but I definitely don't think it's going to be the same. Oh, absolutely not. And we're already starting to see a glimpse of that with how it is on social media. Usually the month or the week before the event, there's so much excitement and you're learning about all the releases coming up. And I got to say, it actually feels pretty quiet. I scroll the feeds and I'm not seeing companies or artists talking about it other than 3D Retro and, you know, DesignerCon themselves. But for the most part, the other people are, maybe they just don't have releases to talk about and you're not seeing. I even scrolled the toy blogs and I'm, I'm not seeing any mention of DesignerCon there. So it's feeling pretty quiet. Does it seem the same for you all too? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think it's it, it's not the same as it normally is. Now, granted, we know how last minute everyone is. So, you know, after we record, it always tends to happen that all of a sudden all the news comes out. So maybe... <laughs> We'll start to see the feeds filled this coming week before the the designer con weekend, but it, it's weird. I mean, it's I've been going on designer con, so they have a dedicated website this year, designercononline.com, and one of the sections on the website is a vendor list. And when they first finally put the website out there and had the tickets available, I went and looked, and I was like, oh my gosh, there was not very many listed at all. And thought, oh god, I hope this isn't complete and they have over time been growing that list so it's been getting bigger and bigger which is good but um i'm still trying to get a feel for what exactly the structure is gonna be because like the, as someone who's been popping in and out of pop shop now multiple times if it's going to be set up where it's just hey show up on pop shop between any time during this day and just have at it and you've got hundreds of people along the bottom to try to figure out where to go without any kind of structure or schedule or guideline, I think it's going to be really, really hard. Um, but I've heard that, um, like I was on Strange Cat Toys Pop Shop Live this morning, and Corey was talking a little bit about his plan for Designer Con, and he's planned to put out a schedule. So he's going to have certain drop times for certain toys. He's going to have allocated breaks. Because he's not going to want to be on 24-7 on the Pop Shop Live just sitting there hanging out all day long. So I think structure like that's going to really help. And I'm hoping a lot of people do that and end up putting out and saying, hey, you all, if you're coming for this toy, come between the hours of 1 and 2 on Saturday. Or if you want to come here for this thing, we're doing it then. Want to do Unbox Blinds? We'll do it this time. 
that way just people have a little bit more of structure so they're not just wandering around on online trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. George, are you participating in the event? I think, uh, sorry, you got fussy. I got it. I'm rocking him right now. I'm trying to get him just. <laughs> <laughs> I am listening. I, I like what you guys are saying. And uh, no, as far as decon, um, I I don't know anything about what's going on. I'm not really. Uh, no, I'm not really going to be in it because on uh, what just so happens to land on the same exact time as decon. I don't want to take the conversation away, but uh, Gcon. GCon 2020 Alithia from the Four Horsemen uh, is happening on November 13th. Uh, it's something we've been doing every year for, I think this is the third or fourth year we've been doing it. Um, and usually we do this in July during Comic-Con. Uh, but obviously July was a mess this year. So uh, it got pushed back and now we're doing it. Uh, it happens to be going against Decon this time. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. usually, and usually it's just a, you know, we jump on Instagram we record, we, you know, we do a live video all day. Uh, we show, uh, all like the horsemen show all their new line of toys that are coming out this, this year. It's a lithia. Uh, they'll show all the new figures, that kind of stuff. They'll review stuff. And there's usually giveaways during the day and interviews with different, you know, different artists who come by the studio. It's usually an in-studio thing where everybody gathers at the horseman studio and we all hang out and have a good time and show off new figures and stuff. But, this year it's going to be all virtual, obviously, and it's uh, it's all being held by the guy that runs uh, Legion Legions Con. Actually, hold on one second. Jessica just got home. I'm going to transfer the baby, and then I'll come back and we'll talk about Legions Con too. Okay. So going back to um, Designer Con real quick, like, yeah, I don't understand how that's all going to work, Teresa. I don't know if you just file in and you just look at all the different people involved. And I find it interesting that. You know, someone like a Strange Cat Toys or My Plastic Heart, Tenacious Toys, like they're all kind of doing their own individual thing right now. And I'm kind of wondering what the benefit of jumping into a designer con pop shop live is going to be like for them, especially with it being a paid event. Had designer con not been a paid event where they're actually getting that random pop shop live viewer, I can understand. But the fact that there's just, I would imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, that the paid people are primarily going to be the people who already know what designer cons is, is and know what they're getting for their value. I don't know if someone's going to spend 10, 20, what's the admission price? Yeah. So they did, they ended up doing it. We probably should give a little background, I guess, on how they ended up structuring it. Um, so they ended up doing two price points, a VIP and then a general admission, still a three day event. So Friday, All right, I'm back. sorry. Okay. So it's still a three day event. Friday evening, Saturday, and Sunday. And what they're doing is, similarly to what they've been doing the past couple of years, is Friday night is VIP only. And then VIPs obviously get access to Saturday and Sunday as well, but Saturday and Sunday is the general admission days. And so what they decided to do is VIP was $65. It included that Friday-only admittance plus uh, like a VIP box goodie bag. And then... For general admission, it's 10 bucks for Saturday and or Sunday. They decided just to do weekend. They didn't do Saturday only or Sunday only. And the VIP box was fine. <laughs> um, I mean, they, they had a, a new... Um, so the theme this year is Back to the Future. 
So uh, there's a lot of Back to the Future themes uh, and theme toys coming out of the woodworks related to that. But in the VIP box was a another bear brick designed by Scott Tollison of the Decon mascot, but this time dressed as Marty McFly. And then uh, other things like a VIP badge. Um, I don't know other other little knickknacks in there. But any pennants? <laughs> no pennants. Then I'm not interested. What are these days, right? <laughs> but um, I, I just I find it interesting that they they went paid in the first place. But I and along with that, I'm just surprised they didn't do at least one day free. Like I could see them saying Friday VIP, general admission Saturday, and then maybe just leave Sunday or the whole weekend just open ended. Because to your point, there the thing that's been kind of cool to watch about pop shop is there is definitely a different audience and a different set of regulars that just enjoys the app. And I just don't know how many of them are going to be willing to buy a ticket for designer con to, you know, to pay to attend. I think they would have been more likely to just pop in and check it out. If there was a free, a a point in which it was just free to enter. Totally. I think the excitement's going to be on the VIP night for the people that spend the 60 bucks. Then Saturday, I can understand, fine, go with the $10 admittance. But Sunday, I mean, a virtual con being a three-day event, just let Sunday be free, and maybe the vendors can get the opportunity of even drawing in some of that PSL clientele that's just has no idea what designer toys are, but they might peek their head in to see what's going on. Why not? Can I... Can I just say, PSL, all it makes me think of is pumpkin spice latte. What? <laughs> I never even would have thought that. <laughs> Everyone's always like, PSL, PSL. I'm like, all I think about is freaking Starbucks. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, and so I, I also learned just some other details while we're talking details. I just think it's interesting. So, um, you know, I think Pop Shop has definitely been sticking around, and I have seen more and more people get involved with it. I think in some of ways, it's because it's a pre-decon sort of entry. Like you have to have a Pop Shop stuff set up, and I think a lot of people are wanting to sort of run it and check it out, and you know, figure out the kinks and how it works before decon comes. Mm-hmm. But you know, normally with Pop Shop Live, the way it works is so it's a U.S. only app. There's still only a app for iOS devices for Android or anyone else that doesn't have Apple. You have to um, use a, uh, basically a link, like a desktop link. You could technically join it from your phone, but it's a link that you'd open in a browser. Shipping is a $5.99 standard rate per shop. So if I hop on Strange Cat, whatever I buy, it's just $5.99 flat shipping. And what's interesting, though, is for DesignerCon... Not only is there the limited audience still, so they did not expand it past U.S. They did not launch an Android app, so it's still that scenario of U.S. only. Apple devices have the app, or you use the desktop link, which I'll tell you, unfortunately, that will give Apple buyers an edge because the app definitely is quicker when it comes to buying with speed. But the other thing that I found was interesting that I heard um, when Corey was kind of running through details this morning is the shipping price is going to be more expensive. And they're still doing shipping per shop. So if you go on DesignerCon, every shop you buy from will be a flat $9.99 shipping rate. And you'll get hit with that from every individual vendor you buy from. So every it time It makes you sense, go- though, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, each vendor has to ship their own thing. Yeah. So it's like, 
It's not I like did. you can combine shipping. Yeah, that makes I sense. Did. It's just hard to wrap my head around the fact that you know, you're so used to just going in and what's so nice about things like designer con, especially when it comes to international vendors is I can go up to someone that's usually like really hard to find their stuff. Or when I have to ship it, it's like $30 shipping fee slapped on top of it. It's one of those rare opportunities at like a five points or designer con where you can walk up and just buy something at the flat rate that it is. So to have to deal with shipping prices again, it's just a little bit of a bummer. And I just, I don't love that they increased it from the normal five ninety nine. That does seem odd. I wonder why. I wonder maybe because like there's more more people have more expensive things to ship, so it well, kind of balances out. Well, that's the other thing. They said that there's going to be a max of eight pounds. Now, eight pounds I know is a lot, but I, I don't know. Depending upon the vendor and the type of stuff they have, if you hit your eight pound max, then you'll have to start a new box. So the, the, I, have, I have a feeling most of the vendors are going to lose money on shipping, um, even with nine ninety nine. Just from um, the amount of stuff I ship and the prices I see, I think yeah. I know that that's that's not really realistic for most people. Well, the the other thing too that I don't know if people are aware of, but there is also a, a vendor fee that is associated with Pop Shop, and I'm not sure if it's going to be different for designer con, but there's a 10% commission fee that goes to pop shop. And I'm just curious if that commission fee is going to stick around is, is going to be like a split where pop shop and designer con kind of split some of the profits there for hosting. I don't know, but it's just considering the situation and everything going on. I just, I hope all these different little things won't ind- indirectly affect the vendors who want to join in on this thing. Yeah. Those are all great points. But at least in this, this pandemic, they found a way to still make designer con happen. And that's exciting. We'll just have to partake in it in, from the comfort of our own homes. But you're in all the Facebook groups and everything. What are the fans saying? Are they excited for this? Are they looking forward to it? Um, I think what I'm hearing is some of the same questions as us of like, hey, who's going to be vendoring? Have you heard any details about exclusives? Because, again, it's very quiet. And I'll say one thing that's been a pain in the butt. It's for the election. They turned off all hashtags. I don't know if you all have noticed that. No. But if, but if you go on Instagram, you try to search a hashtag, you'll see a little, little message at the top that says, we've currently hidden new hashtags to prevent, you know, fraudulent voting data from being spit out there or whatever. But it's making it very, very hard because I didn't realize how much I relied upon hashtag searching. Hmm. Like I'd go out there i go to designer con i sort by most recent and i see people who've recently posted about that topic and i can't do that right now so i i don't know if that's part of it you've got the algorithm to fight against and unless you're unless what i've been realizing i need to do is go to the vendor list see who's on there then go to their direct feed to see if they've posted anything yet oh my god that's so much work it is and that's the other thing that's so hard is it's very much, I feel like it's very much up in the air. The vendor list has been growing over time. I'm still waiting for exclusive no- news. There's still not like a, hey, is Dwight the current Pop Shop app? Is that what we're going to use with just a special password? Are they going to send us a special link? There's still a lot, I feel like, to figure out and shake out to understand what the heck this is going to be. And I personally haven't bought a ticket yet because I'm still waiting to see, well, who all is going to actually be there and what are they going to have? Yeah, I was talking to someone last night, actually. They were saying they were just contacted today 
by Pop Shop Live about joining the event. So it sounds like they're still scrambling a little bit to get vendors added to the list. But I have heard the vendor list is actually pretty significant. And the fact that they're still going to be adding more, that's exciting. Well, and, and along that line, it is it is a little weird to be seeing DesignerCon constantly being like, vendors, please submit your you like attention vendors, please complete your live survey so you can join. Attention vendors, please send us exclusive. It's like, oh my god, it's so weird to see publicly all these posts like, hey vendors, we need stuff, we need stuff, we need stuff. It's so strange. I was going to bring up the same thing. It does make it seem a little disorganized when you see it kind of done over social media like that because I've done conventions for years and usually that sort of stuff is handled over email but maybe people just don't read email enough anymore that they felt this was the best way to handle it strange right and you think about just like traditional designer con right there's usually that monthly countdown and you'll start to see hey 30 days away we're gonna have so-and-so there with blah blah things hey and you know what I mean like a daily sort of thing and I feel like it's just it's just a little different this year, you know? I, it's a, kind of a mixed bag, and I still don't feel, feel like I have a good understanding of who all's going to be there and how, how it's all going to work. I just counted the vendors, and there's over 150. Wow. wow so so it looks like there's plenty of people that are involved in this thing. That's awesome. They've we, grown that since the last time I looked at it. I will the, say, when we do the these designer con, you know, pre-designer con episodes we usually do have ben goretzky of designer con on with us talking about all the exciting things and we did try to get him on but it just didn't work out he had to go to target instead he's sending he's texting me pictures right now from target he's finding all these cool toys too so way to go ben so that's where their marketing is right now (laughs) (laughs) sorry ben (laughs) we tried to get you to talk about this but yeah. You had to go look at Bob, you had to go look at Babu Frick at, at Target. I, oh God! <laughs> now he's just got three confused people not knowing what the hell is going on. Uh, well, I mean that's normally our show, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Marsh and Toy Hour: Three confused people not knowing what's going on. <laughs> we can't be alone though, and I I just hope like originally what I was hoping is they were going to do is have like a main feed, kind of like a main stage area, right? But there would be a main designer con or 3d retro feed and maybe they're doing this but opportunities for that list those 150 people to like pop into that feed every now and again to kind of promote themselves or whatever just to give them more visibility outside of their little bucket because i think you're right gary there's still i think going to be that possibility where some people just don't get as much interaction because as like as someone who's been doing pop shop it's hard enough to bounce between two different stores live at one time. Mm-hmm. And there, there's no way I'm going to want to sit and like figure out what the heck's going on in each one just by happenstance. And that's what, again, I'll say, I think anyone out there who's going to be vending some kind of schedule or list or some kind of structure is going to help. Yeah. I mean, uh, I wish we could talk on it more with more clarity of what the event will be, but I don't think we truly know exactly know that just yet. So I guess we'll have to wait and find out what happens next weekend. So George, you want to touch on Legion con a little bit more then? Uh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, the kind of start, the weekend kind of starts off on that Friday. Um, so if you're not a VIP member of Decon, you can certainly go hang out with G con for free. <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, so the there's two. It's basically two days. GCon is the Friday. It's a free thing. You still have to register because it's going to be on this site that like kind of hosts all this for you. It's it's like a I can't remember what site they're using. It's something like Crowdcast or something like that, where it's kind of like it's like a virtual convention site. They already they already run these kind of things. So they have like rooms you can get into where it's like this is happening in this room. You click over here, like so it's it's going to be very easy to just go. You know, you could just right now you can just go to Source Horseman, sourcehorseman.com. That's not easy to say. Um, and there's two buttons you can click: one register for GCon, one register for LegionsCon. Um, GCon, like I said, is free. It's just going to be us hanging out virtually all day, um, chatting about stuff, showing off toys, interviewing you know each other and different artists that are involved in all this stuff. Horsemen talking about their stuff, that kind of thing. It's just a real like chill hangout day. Super fun. You know, come hang out with us. And then Legions Con is the next day. Legions Con was started last year, um, and it's basically fans of Mythic Legions. It's fans of the Four Horsemen's toy line. And they started like a little convention. And they were, you know, they were this year was going to be the second year. They're hoping to grow it. And then all this stuff happened. So now they're doing it virtually. Um, and it's, I guess it's probably similar to a pop shop thing where it's like, it's a convention that you go into virtually like that. But it's, it's run by this other sites so it's kind of made to be a convention so they've got a whole list of you know what's going on during the day like what happens from certain times there's you know first there's like a marketplace you can go into with different you know vendors selling different items and then they start like actual like panels basically so you're it's six bucks to register it's super cheap um they're only charging because they're paying for this you know this service they have to rent this basically pay for the website you know to run this convention so they have to charge something to get in to pay for that sure um but you get all this programming all day so like you know each each hour there's like a different panel basically that you can come in and watch and participate in and ask questions and be a part of so it's and if you're a fan of you know the four horsemen toys and all their stuff and this is kind of the day to hang out and you know the horsemen will be involved in that as well and they'll be there on their panel and talking about stuff and It'll be just a fun day to chat about toys and action figures and see what they're doing. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I like the fact that it sounds really organized and they got panels and stuff going on. I like that. Yeah, you can go to their LegionsCon website and it's just uh, just LegionsCon.com and they have a whole like event schedule and you can see throughout the day what exactly at every time what's happening. Who's going to be the guest? Who's going to be the panelist? Who's going to be the moderator? I mean, everything is written out so you know from the beginning of the day to the end of the day what's going on. See? That's what DesignerCon needs. Yeah, it's it's very well organized. The guy Jeremy that's running it all is very uh, he's very good at all this, and he's very he's a fan himself of this stuff. So he knows what he wants to see. So he knows how to put it together to to make this you know the best he can do for what he what he can do during this time. You know. Yeah. And hopefully next year we can go and do it live again. Yeah, very cool. So not only is there where well, there's Decon and Gcon next weekend, but there's also an Hcon where it's going to be Ham and Hawkins. We're just going to be talking about. We're going to have different panels where you go visit Teresa's house. She'll be showing you how to paint trim of her baseboards. Uh, then you'll, you might jump <laughs> to the Ham household. Maybe we'll do some arts and crafts with the boys. So yeah, that's going to be cool. And HCon is right in the middle. It's six dollars for Legion's Con. It's twenty five for HCon, and then sixty five for Decon. <laughs> <laughs> well, the deal. Let me tell you, 
Actually, I'm painting as we speak, uh, but not baseboards, Gary, door trim. Oh, kind of the same thing, but I got to hand it to you, Teresa. Like, when you said that you're going to be painting during a recording, I almost didn't want to go through with this because I'm thinking you weren't going to be attentive. You're going to be on ladders making noise, and we're going to be pausing. But I have to hand it to you. You've pulled this off. Like, I can't even tell that you're painting, and you've been present, so good job. And look at me, Miss Multitasker over here, kicking butt. You are. I actually am prioritizing you, so if I need to think, I pause. Okay. But I'm kicking butt. This this door is coming alive. This is the adulting. This is like the, the life of me this year. I get to adult and make progress on fun projects like repainting my door trim. So life, I tell you. <laughs> but I, I was going to ask. Okay, uh, George, I'm sure I've asked this maybe before last time you mentioned G-Con, and I just forgot. What is the G? Is it George-Con? Gaspar-Con? I mean, technically, yeah, it was started as a joke like that, because we were all just, we were leaving Comic-Con and just going to hang out, and so it was going to be, you know, me going to the Four Horsemen studio to hang out, but then it turned into, like, this event where we turned into a Horseman Day. I really wish they would change the name, but they keep wanting to call it G-Con. <laughs> I love it. So it really is named after you. Yeah, I mean, it was it was originally it was just a joke because I was going out to hang out with them, but it was uh, yeah, like it it eventually should change it. I mean, that's why they call it, you know, GCon twenty twenty Alithia because it's really the Alithia stuff that they're it's it's what it's all about. So it's really a horseman convention. Somehow George works his way to all these conventions. He's he's the G of GCon and he's also Vinny of Designer Con. I am not Vinny. You, I'm not you Vinny. totally are Vinny. You are Scott Tolson's inspiration, 100%. No, Vincent is Vinny grown up, and Vinny had nothing to do with No, me. he looks nothing like the original Vinny. <laughs> he looks like a, a George Caspar. <laughs> I've seen uh, the original Vinny. The original Vinny was a little more Ben. Vincent, that's true. He actually was. Vincent is a, a lot more George. All right, guys, well, let you know, since we started uh, podcasting again, which was probably like a month and a half ago, I had never owned and been in possession of a dumpster fire, and I am now have three dumpster fires under my belt. One in my possession, the 2020 mast version, and since then, I bought the glow-in-the-dark Halloween version, and then yesterday, I had to pick up that awesome clown one. Did you guys see that one? Uh, I saw you text about it, so I immediately jumped on and got one as well. <laughs> How cool is and that? And I was actually surprised because I told it like, he texted early in the morning to say it was going up, and by the time 10 o'clock rolled around or whatever it was, I totally forgot about it because I was at work, and then you texted a few minutes after 10 and was like, I got one, and I was like, oh shit, I gotta go get it, and I was figuring it was gonna be sold out because those things sold out so quickly before, mm-hmm. and it was still there. I had no problem. Yeah, you I wanna want- know, George? Because it's a clown! People love clowns. Clowns clowns are the creepiest things ever. (laughs) No, thank you. It's actually like a decently cute clown, but it's a clown. I can't do it. Give me the heebie-jeebies. So, yeah, I see a clown, but what I see more than anything is I see that the same paint color scheme of the Fisher-Price telephone toy. And I, oh, totally. I, and I think that just the second I opened that up, I, I thought it was a custom. And I was like, man, that's an amazing custom. And then I read and I saw it was actually for sale. And, yeah, I bought, I picked it up. So good. And I love the fact that it looks – yes, it's a, it's a dumpster toy, but it looks like 
none of the others. It's just like a standalone on its own. Great job by 100, is 100% Soft or Truck, is it Truck Torrance? Is he's the guy behind uh, 100% Soft, right? Yeah, Truck is the guy behind it. He's the artist who is 100% Soft. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's funny because I, I have to take back the words I said, probably, what was it, the last time we recorded, where I said, why would anybody buy multiple dumpsters? Like, what do you want, a green one and a blue one? And a, you know, <laughs> I was like, I thought it was the dumbest idea. But after seeing this one, I I got it. I, you know, I'm not, I don't need a different color dumpster with the same face and everything. But if you're going to do this and totally transform it into something different, I'm in. Like, I loved it. Yeah, totally. So I take I, I had to eat my words on that one. Now I have two dumpsters. In the price point, thirty bucks. That's kind of at that point where you're kind of like, eh, why not? It had it been like forty five or fifty, I think I'd probably still own the one. I yeah, like I could agree with that. I just find it crazy that he made this toy in the like it's the absolute perfect time for this toy to be out there and releasing all these different versions. Like jackpot timing. Yeah, lightning in a bottle. I don't know if he's going to be able to pull it off again with a different toy, but this one for certain was just perfect for the times. You know what's weird, though? Didn't it start last July? Like, wasn't it at Comic-Con last year? So it wasn't even, it had nothing to do with this pandemic or 2020 nope. or anything. No, it's nope. just, that's the thing that's so crazy. I mean, it, it started, I think, a little bit Trump-inspired, but really it was just a thing. And then I think it became the mascot of 2020, indirectly. Yeah. The perfect his next toy should literally be lightning in a bottle. It's going to be a bottle with a, a double cast with lightning inside with a little kawaii face. That's really good. Why haven't you done that? That's a good idea. Thank you. You all heard that song? What? You, you're oldies. You don't know about TikTok. <laughs> I don't TikTok. <laughs> There's a song, and it's popular. It's about lightning in a bottle. It's actually very cute. And the original premise people were using that song for was to kiss someone that they didn't know they didn't kiss someone they liked but that person didn't know they liked them anyway i'll just stop now I and you can make the, you can make the lightning in a bottle as a lamp as well how amazing would that be that would be even cooler so i guess the lightning speaking bolt, of lamps <laughs> speaking of lamps what well, we've we learned this week that uh one of our favorite companies out there pop mart they are now collaborating with Instinct Toys on a couple of releases. And did you guys happen to see the Fluffy Monster lamp? That thing was freaking awesome. Yes. I wish I knew how to get it because I would absolutely pick that up. But uh, Well, the thing is, Gary, it's a collaboration with Pop Mart. So I think it's going to be, unless they made it an event limited release, it could be very possible for you to get your hands on it. I hope so. It's a good size. I don't know. I would say it's probably a 10 or 12 inch size, but it looks like you plug it in, you tap the top of it. George pointed out that it looks like it might hurt to actually hit the top of it because it's got the, the fluffy monster spikes, but it looks like it has a couple different settings for the for the nightlight setting, and hell yeah, I'm all about these lamps. I would love to see. I saw the, the dumpster fire had a lamp, the fluffy monster had a lamp, I think. Could it next year be the year of the lamps? I know there's a there was a Dunny lamp, right? Was there? Do you want Do you want a uh, you know the little question mark boxes in Super Mario Brothers where you like you jump up with your fist and punch the bottom? Uh huh. Do you want one of those as a lamp? You reach up and you punch the bottom and it turns the lamp on. That sounds cool. That sounds pretty fun. Cheers if you want it. 
Maybe. I'm, do you all do you all follow Smoko? Smoko the, the clown? No, no, the brand. <laughs> but they, that they is. The, no. I mean, they were the ones I feel like were the first people I saw making a lot of these different lamp figures, and it just sort of bled into our scene a bit this year. I think it's fun. I'm all for it. Smoko? Yeah, S M O K O. I'm pretty sure the full name is Smoko. Smoko. They're Smoko now on Instagram. You've you've bound to see this stuff. They have a light up potato and a light up avocado and okay, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, lots of. Oh, these are totally Teresa toys. Oh yeah, these are the ones. Is this the same company that makes the dumplings and? Yes. Okay. Very cute. The little bean guy is a Teresa toy. I could see that. <laughs> this little astronaut guy. Oh my god! Look at him. It's the potato. The potato. Astro Spud. So did, you, did you guys see that the Pop Mart Instinct Toys is also doing a collaboration on a plush? It was the blue. What's that one called, Teresa? Mucky. Mucky. That's it. That looked good. It had like a zipper mouth, and then the head raises up and he exposes the teeth. That's another great collaboration. It actually, I wanted to reach in and touch it because it looked really fuzzy and soft. I think There's my just... favorite thing, Gary, is when you say, have you guys seen? Because, like, you know we have because you sent us the link. I know. I'm trying to do a show here, George, where I'm trying to make it not <laughs> seem like we're prepared. <laughs> it's like so, when you listen to the Howard Stern show and you think he's, like, really witty and everything's off the cuff. But then you learn that they come in four hours before the show starts and they have a team of, like, 20 writers. And you're like... Oh damn! Like this show is completely scripted. I'm trying to give. I'm trying to like close the curtains a little bit, George. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> What's hilarious, George, is you may not have known it, but Gary and I used to be really, really good at that. Like we would chat all the time, and then we get on air, and we were both great at like pretending like we hadn't talked about it. And I don't know what. Gary, but I've like lost that skill. <laughs> no, all out the door. Now we're, I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm like, crap. I don't remember how to pretend like I don't know shit. <laughs> we used to print. We used to like keep show notes on the down low. Now Teresa's like, Gary, just look at the show notes. It's in the show <laughs> notes, second paragraph down. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I told you I lost my finesse. I'm just like, all right. I'm a new Teresa. I cuss. I can't speak off the cuff. I'm just like, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> What so else? I'm the only one that's been go flying off the handle on this whole time. <laughs> I just don't know how I'm supposed to react when it's like, have you guys seen the thing? And I'm just like, am I supposed to be like, no, Gary, tell me about it. I know. It. I, I, and you're like, no, well, Gary, you sent me the text at 10 a.m. on Friday morning. I got it right yeah, here. I'm looking at it. Of course I saw it. You're the one that told me about it. <laughs> Back in the day, George, I would have been like, no, what are you talking about, Gary? Now I'm like, yeah, whatever. The plush is slipper. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta shift gears. <laughs> okay, uh, can I tell you about a toy I got in hand this week? Yes, please. Um, I'm springing this on you. See, there's no show notes here. You don't know anything about what I'm about to say. Um, I've been ordering some Mumbot, uh, like little mushroom guys, uh-huh. throughout this pandemic, and they all just came to me today or yesterday. Right, so I finally got to, I finally got to see one in person. It's awesome. I love them. Let's have a reveal. What is it, resin? No, these are the uh, Sofubi ones. Okay. And uh, it's freaking adorable. I got the, there was like a little custom strawberry one and a little, uh, 
like pastel painted one with a little cute face on it. Yeah, these guys are great. Are they? I definitely sh- recommend it. Let's get the proper name, Teresa. Tell them what what they're, what they're called. Mushroomy or something like that, or shroomy or something. Put it all together, George. Shroomy, mushroomy. Shroomy, mushroomy. <laughs> you had it all there. Just had to mix and match it. Future Gary here. This is why you heard the lawnmower in the background stop, but. Just for clarification, we're all idiots. This is exactly why we do show notes sometimes. The figure is actually called Shumi Mushroomy. But no, Mama's actually, I don't even know if I'm, I should say this, but a little little tidbit of a sneaky peek related to Mumbot was brought up by Corey of Strange Cat on his Pop Shop Live. They are debating doing a flocked version of Mossy. That's interesting. Huh. Wait, what? Isn't that character a plush? No, no, no. Okay, they did a vinyl version of Mossy. If you remember, there was a huge debate about the size of Mossy. And I oh, really, that's right. Yes, okay. I wanted Teeny Weeny, and they went bigger, which, okay, cool. I appreciate you ignoring my opinion up in here. Maybe one day they'll still make a Teeny Weeny. But they released um, the vinyl figure, and so far, I know they've done their OG colorway in green. I can't remember if they did any others, but apparently they are debating a flocked version. So if that speaks to you, hit up uh, Mumba or Strange Cat with a bunch of yeses and exclamation points if you want that to happen. Because I think they are currently debating if they should make it a thing. I hate flock toys, so I'm out. Oh, George! <laughs> Wait, Is I thought you were buying some of the Horrible Adorables ones. No, because that was the... Uh, um, my bad. Is it because they're hard? What just happened? Why, George? Is it because they're hard to clean? Or yeah, they just get dusty and, and terrible. Like, no way. I hate flocks. Eh. Disagree. Teresa, what are you talking about? I thought you were anti-flocking, too, for the same reason. I mean, I own flock stuff now, so again, new Teresa, I guess. I don't what know. What the heck is going on here? Who am I? <laughs> crisis. No... <laughs> I mean, think about, like, the Fuzzy Friends by Horrible Adorables. Those are flocked, and I have a ton of those now. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I guess I just got past it. I've not had, honestly, with the things that I have, like, I have the, the – I have a couple different things that probably fall in that category, and I've not really had an issue with it. So. Is Jade going to be flocking her own mushroomy shroomies? <laughs> that is hard to say. Mushroom. <laughs> you messed it up. It's shroomy mushroomy. <laughs> shroomy mushroomies? Is she going to be doing her own? Because I can see uh, she is quite friendly with horrible adorables. Maybe she's going to send them a batch to have flocks since they seem to be the flocking professionals. Oh, I didn't breathe there. I started getting a little lost at the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, maybe. That would be cool. Oh. Speaking of collaborations, I don't know if you all have heard, but I'm very excited about a show coming up in December. Uh, it's going to be at Broden Fuji, and it is a, I'd call it a duo show. Basically, like two single shows combined into one. But Horrible Adorables and Sad Salesmen are going to have a show together in December, and I believe they're going to call it the Sad Horrible Show, which is... <laughs> That's awesome. I hadn't heard about that one. Oh, that's that's exciting. That's gonna be a good show. I I am beyond pumped. Um, if you follow Eric, all the stuff he's been posting lately is all sneaks for his the stuff he's making for the show. He's bringing the potatoes back. 
that he's been doing. It looks like he may be working on that jelly guy with a dude stuck in like a jello. I don't know. All sorts of cool stuff. His worm, his party worms, I think, are going to make an appearance. But Eric's working a ton. And then Horrible Adorables is doing a really fun weekly Instagram live. I think it's every Friday night. But they're calling it Five and Five. And what they do is they hop on weekly and they just share stuff, five different things going on. It could be stuff they're making or working on, shows they're in, or just cool art stuff they like. And what's been really cool is they've been revealing stuff for what they're working on for the show as well. And they've decided to go full in on Fuzzy Friends. They want it to be more of like a, I don't know, being that it's, it's I think it's December... 13th I want to say early December but they want it to be kind of like a grab and go where it's smalls and little things like more uh, inexpensive gifts that people could grab to give people for the holidays mm-hmm. but they're going all in on more of their fuzzy friends but the really cool thing about the collaboration is while there's going to be a horrible adorable show and then a sad salesman show they've decided to work on one collaboration piece and they previewed it. If you go check out, we can put a link in the notes, Gary. But if you go check out the latest Instagram live that Horrible Adorables posted from this past Friday, you can see the piece they're working on. And it's a gigantic version of their honey character. Hygienic. It's massive. Massive. I, th- I forget how long they said it took them to print it. It was insane. But it's... Um, a very, very large, like over 12 inches for sure piece. Uh, it's their honey character, which is the very first fuzzy friend they did, but they gave it their traditional, horrible, adorable treatment. And they're adding these really cool antlers on top. And those antlers are going to be what Eric customizes. So it'll be like a collaboration. Oh my God. Sorry. My voice. It'll be a collaboration of their two styles merged together. It, I, I'm so excited. So this is happening in December. Yeah. That'd be a fun event to go out for. Although, Sad Salesman, anyone who knows Eric, Sad Salesman, he's he's a little paranoid about the pandemic, so I don't see him traveling to that event. But it would be mm-hmm. great to hang out with them all again. I doubt, I mean, yeah, given Corona, I'm not sure it'll be an in-person type of thing. I'm not sure how Rotofuji is handling their gallery stuff right now. But it's definitely one that I'm going to keep my eye on and try to participate virtually at least but i just sent you um the work in progress screenshot of this giant honey figure where that to? they're working in your it's in our uh, text thread listeners we communicate through like five different channels it's really dumb <laughs> we have a marsham thread in instagram chat <laughs> Technically, yep. Gary started two Marsham threads on Instagram. So, so sometimes it goes into one and sometimes it goes in the other. Is that- oh, that's awesome. Isn't that cool? Oh, I love the colors, too. I told him, I said, oh, my God, he did blue. Oh, did I'm you guys so- see that they did a collaboration with um, Instinct Toys to make 100 flocked fluffy monsters? Did you guys did you see that, George? Or did I already send uh- that to you? No, I don't think I saw that one. <laughs> oh, George! So this, good. This was awesome, too. Talk about collaborations. They Go check out Horrible Dorable's feed or Instinct Toys feed, George, and you can see. But they horrible, adorableized a mucky and these 
Is that a monkey? Um, sorry. Uh, Monster Fluffy. They're so similar. Uh, but it's a big ball of pastel-y cuteness. Uh, I really wanted one, and I had full intentions to pick one up. But that same weekend, so George, they had they were pre-ordering it as an edition of a hundred. So they didn't know if you know maybe five would get purchased or a hundred. But luckily for them, or excitedly for them, all one hundred were picked up. So they're going to be wow. busy making those based on the orders. But they were three hundred fifty bucks. And I was fully intending to buy one, but we also happened to go sofa shopping that same weekend and bought a very expensive sofa, so I decided not to pick that up. (laughs) Gary, you're a bit of a noob because it wasn't a drop time. (laughs) What? It wasn't a drop. It was a pre- So what they did- Yeah, it was like a pre-order weekend, right? Yeah, it was a window of opportunity where you could enter for a chance to win. It was an instinct toy lottery. And then what they did is from all the entries of the applicants, they picked 100 winners. Okay. You technically could have entered. No, and that's what I'm saying. I could have entered. He, but... he could have, but he didn't want to because he spent money on a couch. Yeah. Like, Can I... we talk about instinct toy's name on Instagram and how that's the worst name I've ever seen? Like, could it be any longer? It's because it's... <laughs> I bet. I think it started originally as like his personal account, and then he converted it. They really do need a business account to where it's not under his name anymore. Just put it under Instinct Toy. Get rid of the Hiroto Okubo thing. That's just me. <laughs> I just got distracted by the feed and started looking at the light and the plush. It sounds like Teresa's not painting anymore. We did it, George. We <laughs> did it. Corrupted. <laughs> I- so I wish you all could see. I'll just send you a picture. I sat down on my bed for a sec, but my bed is just a mattress on the floor. <laughs> all this painting. Bachelor I'm, Teresa. I well, I'm painting in my bedroom, and you should see. But yeah, I think Bailey enjoys it because she can hop up on the mattress real easy. She's actually enjoying the bed while I paint. But uh, I yeah, pop the squat for a sec. My paintbrush is gonna dry because you all. Man, I'm bummed. I'm looking at that horrible, adorable, fluffy monster, and man, I should have just fucked it. Nah, that's you got to make life decisions sometimes. You did the right thing. Well, I have. They weren't hundreds. Yeah, I I have the money for it. It's just I was just trying to be social, physically responsible for a weekend. When does that next guy come out from Horrible Adorables? The next little fuzzy friend, familiar dude. Oh, oh. Oh, do we know it's? Oh, um. <laughs> Is this insider info? Um, Might have to bleep that. We just got an exclusive. Um. Might have to bleep that. I don't know. Am I the only one that doesn't know about this? You two seem to be in the know. Yeah, I think you got to bleep that. I was told that in confidence. I don't know if that was supposed well, to be out there. Well, hell. I know. I know because of the custom show, and they gave us a choice, and one of the colors' choices was. Oops! That's another bleep, Gary. You gotta put the bleep in there. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Right, this is really I'm... fun for the listeners. Anyway, yes, there there is supposed to be one more color, and but I haven't heard yet when it's going to happen. So maybe it'll be part of their December show. Maybe they'll throw us for a loop, and boom, it'll be there. I got a mail call. Should I talk you about know, that? 
Yeah, you know, Gary, I was actually going to ask you. You're talking about you should just said F it and bought this, you know, entered the horrible adorables lottery. And I was curious if your new Gary world is like you have become me this year. You've been buying a lot. Oh, I'm not that bad, but <laughs> I'm not as bad as you. But yeah, I've been buying a quite a bit more this year. Well, compared to old Gary, I'd say you're just li- like, you know, making it rain. Yeah. No, I I definitely picked up some few things. A few things that arrived uh, this week. I got the little Frankie from the VAG series. The Headlock Studio little Frankies arrived. Those are amazing. I got another little VAG. I don't know what these are called. The little bears with the jewels for the ears. Teresa, you probably know. I know what you're talking about. I'm going to look it up. Because that's, that's one of those... VAG brings in an artist and you've never seen them before, but you like it. Yeah, so I got those in two different colorways. My Spacemen from um, CBB. Cardboy, Cardboard. Circus? Circus Boy Band. That's it. <laughs> I was just no, those, British yeah, Circus Boy Band. Dude, <laughs> these toys are so good. I'm so glad I picked these up. I mentioned the Dumpsters. My. 8-inch Janky, uh, Jason Lamone arrived. I haven't opened that one up yet, though. And what else? Oh, I got an entire case of the Pop Mart Mommy G toys. You guys, I told you how I developed the stutter. That was real. That was real. So those arrived. God, those are good. Is it the new one? It's the Explore series. Explore. Every single one is just immaculate. Not a smear. Every paint is crisp. There's a nice heft to the toy. They're actually larger than I thought. So I'm going to circle back and pick up some of those Circus Series ones that Memoji did. Well, Gary, before you go too fast, I don't know how much you're into Christmas stuff, but they just revealed there's going to be a Christmas Momiji Series. Saw it. Adorable. But like... It's not as like I like said. It's that one's a little more Christmas themed. I like the fact that I can have the Explorer series out year round. Same with the circus. But yeah, and it's exciting seeing that Memoji is being used a lot more by Pop Mart. There seems, which is strange to me because Memoji, that is their brand, and they're giving up so many amazing designs and characters to a different company. It almost seems like that you know it usually doesn't work that way. Well. I- I don't know. I think when you partner with Pop Mart, you that's a that's a great partnership to have and collaborate Absolutely. with. And you're going to go all in. And so I think it, the second I saw them pulled in, I was like, this is awesome. I'm in for the ride. I expect to see lots of series and they're following that path. And I just think it's going to be awesome. I, I, I don't know. I'm very excited for them. I know they've been doing their resin dolls and they're still doing their all their other stuff. But I just think this opens them up to such a wider audience. Absolutely. I'm just surprised at how amazing Helena is with her creativity. The fact that she can still run Momiji with all her original resin designs, but then additionally give another company 30, 40, 50, 60 designs as well. I mean, Jesus, she's really, really good. It's crazy. I think the thing is about the original Momiji that are in resin, they have a lot of repeating themes and I think they're still living within that side of their brand. But what Pop Mart's doing is not only is it bringing a new audience and a new type of production, 
But typically, Pop Mart is the one, I'd assume they're providing the themes. And you'll notice when they come up with the theme, they tend to have multiple artists act on it. So camping or space or whatever, right? You start to see, oh, everyone did a food series. Now everyone's going to do a space series and that kind of thing. So I think it's going to be exciting to see how Helena and Momiji interpret the different themes Pop Mart throws their way, where typically they might live in a very specific space that they sort of cycle through yearly in Momiji world. This is going to let them just go hog wild and say, hey, instead of picking one theme we do for Christmas every year, now I get to do 12 all at once. Yeah. And the cool, the cool thing too is if you look at some of the series they've done in vinyl form, you can see that they've been inspired by some of the resin figures they've done in the past. So it's kind of cool to see how they've chosen to evolve it a bit or adapt it, but still kind of take something that maybe they made five plus years ago that's really hard to find and kind of give it new life in, in a figure that now people who may say, oh, I, I really loved Outdoor Trio from 2013, but there's no way I'm going to get it. Well, now they can get that through the Explore series. Yeah. I it, It's just so amazing. Every single one was just blew my mind and uh so i'm gonna circle back and pick up the circus ones as well but did you notice did you notice that each one comes with like a little bag of those pellets inside the blind box what is that for does that prevent leaching or anything like that what's the reason for that you and gary rosansky you all are a pair you all are both obsessed with the desiccant or whatever that comes in no i've never seen a vinyl toy come with the desiccant pouch yeah I, I'm trying I'm tr- the only reason I can think of why they would include those is to maybe to help contain the moisture level yeah I mean I think we we're aware the vinyl can leach and if you leave it boxed up for too long it'll start to get a little slick or oily so maybe it's their way to kind of help prevent that or maybe as part of their manufacturing process there might be some residues or something and they want to contain it I don't know but they are definitely setting so many standards constantly with stuff, little stuff like that. Everything from the packaging, the fact that they've now added easy open pull tabs on the tops of their boxes up to just the level of detail and craftsmanship and the, like these $12 blinds, they just keep getting better and better with the paint application and the amount of sculpting detail and the accessories. It's just, they continue to just just throw stuff out there, and I'm like, oh my god, they did it again. <laughs> and I love that the fact that it just cost me one case, and I got every single figure. Yes. I don't. There's no hunting in this, which which I love. Right. There's well, they still have the fun of a secret, so there's still that super rare chase. But like you said, you can just buy a case and get all the figures if you want them all. So I might have the chase. I have no idea. I didn't know. I don't know which one would be the chase in that series. Oh my god, did you get the submarine? I did not get the submarine. Then you did not get the chase. Boom. Hey Gary, real quick. Yeah. You were talking about the bears with the uh the crystal diamond ears. Yes. They are the the toy is called Bear Cub Ice and the artist is I don't know if it's Mames or Mommies, but M A M E S. Okay. Thank you. And something else I've been picking up, I've been hitting up Wendy's. If anyone not familiar, if you hit up the uh, Wendy's right now, anyone not familiar with Wendy's, uh, <laughs> it's a fast food restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, they yeah, if, right now, and we've always talked about how Wendy's has the best kids' meal toys out there. And this, this month, if you happen to go, they have kids' meal toys designed by Matt Koffenberg and the Beast is back, Chris Lee. And these things are so fun. They are, they're called Thing and a Thing and a Thing, which I'm pretty certain they got from listening to this podcast. But, uh. I'm pretty certain I said those exact words. Yeah, but. Can that you. Chris, I'm coming with my copyrights. I want some royalties. <laughs> it's it's a little blind box uh, series, but it's kind of like a nesting doll series. It comes with three little ABS boxes, and they uh, open up, and you can store things inside of them. Really nice pad-printed uh, facial expressions. Just a really fun series. So I've been hitting up the WOM. Wendy's and picking these up. I got a full set now. George, I'm still trying to hunt down that number three for you. I have not. I've gotten duplicates of so many others, but not a number three yet. Can you ask them for one specifically? I did try um, on a couple occasions. I don't know for whatever reason. The, the two people I keep on getting have rejected me. Oh, so, really? Yeah. My, well, if you need my help, my Wendy's is awesome. Last time I went, they didn't even charge me. They were just, I said, hey, I'm wondering if you have specific blind box toys, and I told them the ones I want and the numbers, and they're just like, here. Yeah, and I know they would do it. I just didn't want to have to ask for the manager. It's just, it's just one of those probably newly trained, but they both employees gave me like a firm no. I said, can I purchase a few extra on the side? And they said, no. And I said, well, can I at least pick out my number? No. I'm like, oh, my God. Fine. Jerks. <laughs> You want to hear something funny I am found out about? Is that a sentence? Y'all, I'm sorry. I'm eating animal crackers. <laughs> oh, my God. How long have we been recording? She's eating food. She took breaks. <laughs> this show's got to be over soon, right? <sighs> we need to start getting back on some guests, right? Just we're, like we're falling apart with just the three of us. Apparently, people rather go to Target than talk to us. So. <laughs> To be fair, I'd rather go to Target than talk to us. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to tell you, you we're talking about things we've seen, and you all beat up on me hard with my Chima group Kanakori doll purchase. The one that doesn't stand, right? Right. But what is kind of funny, I have a data dub, Don Dada of Kratz, such a thank for. Uh, directing my attention to it but there's a sh- there's another show going on right now called design fiesta it's a smaller show i think it's based in japan um funny enough chima group at this show is releasing little pairs of vinyl shoes for the kanakori doll and it's freaking amazing i want a pair but they're basically selling little shoes that you can put on your doll that i think are going to help it stand <laughs> that's brilliant it's great. They're like little Barbie shoes. It's so. And the funny thing is, in some of their posts, they had been posting pictures of it wearing shoes. I'm like, I don't even know what shoes those are. So the fact that they're releasing shoes themselves that are made out of Safubi, I think it's hilarious. I think it's funny. I wonder if it actually stands now. That's really good. It's a good idea. I'll be back in like five minutes. I'll be right back. Oh, shit. I- what are we going to talk about for five minutes without George? Or um, I'll just leave. He's, so, <laughs> he's so talkative all the time. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> so, Gary, I'm I'm sending you photo proof. It's a photo of the Kanakori doll in the shoes standing without anything near it. Whoa, look at that. That actually stands now. All it needed was a good pair of shoes, which tells me that they knew 
it didn't stand well without the shoe. That's why they made these, right? I gotta believe so. <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna you miss know- not having uh, Marshan bowling next week. I know. Do you want to share with the listeners your hilarious dream? You know what? I already forgot what it was. <laughs> you know, it's one of those, listening to other people's dreams is annoying, though, because they always don't make sense. They hop around. So I really don't think listeners are going to enjoy hearing that. But I did have I a dream. Where tr- Every time you talk, I make I stop you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I stop you. I'm telling you, we've lost our flow, Gary. <laughs> our mojo's gone. Our mojo is gone. Go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, bringing up, you know, DesignerCon being a dream, like, do you think we're going to have DesignerCon, like, next year? Are we going to be able to physically attend a Five Points or DesignerCon or any conventions here in the States next year? Because, like I mentioned earlier, we're hitting hundreds of thousands of new cases of corona every day here in the States right now. We're breaking daily records. Like, are we that kind of country that's going to be able to get this under control to where we can have conventions next year? What do you think? Uh, the one side of me wants to say yes, because I've realized how much I've missed them. Uh, but I think I'm with you. Sadly, I think we're in for another year like this year. I mean, I'll still never forget when we first were talking about it. I was like, oh, like give it a month. And you're like, no, I'll give it till summer. And now I'm like, give it till 20. 20- <laughs> 22. I know it should have been. It's been seven months of this already. It, it really should have been. Everyone just should have been good for two months. And then we could have kicked this thing's ass. But no. So hopefully. I, I'm, I'm hopeful. But I, I. We talking coronavirus on the show now? Well, What's happening? We, we were talking about all the conventions and STS going on. And I proposed the question of what do you think about next year? Do you think we're going to see a Five Points or Designer Con or San Diego Con in 2021 and in the U.S.? What do you think, George? Uh, we have a new president. He's going to build back better, and we are going to have all the things fixed, and he's going to run everything perfect. That's what I read online. Okay, George said it from the word of George. I'm, op- I'm optimistic. I like it. I- I'd go. I'd go to a convention if they're like if Decon was next weekend. I'd go. Really? Hundred percent. Well, it's. I'll different. wear a mask, but I'll go, and I ain't shaking your hand. I just, uh, I think for me, I, I'm going to have to travel no matter where I go, you know. So I just don't know if I feel comfortable. I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet either. I thought that was pretty normal until I saw like all the crowds celebrating this morning. I'm thinking even though it's outdoors, I still wouldn't feel comfortable being shoulder to shoulder with people just yet. But you guys are also not going to work and you haven't been around people ever. So that's, like that's true. I've been going, I've been back to work for, you know, a little bit now and it's, I, I go in like it's normal. There's full traffic on the streets. There's, you know, we, I mean, granted, there's only five of us in a giant shop and we got a roll up door and it's open. So it's like, it's not like we're shoulder to shoulder, yeah, you yeah. know, but we're still, I'm still around other people. We're, we're doing our work. It's normal stuff, you know? Yeah. I, I think I'm just still hyper aware. Like I went to go to an eye appointment the other day. And I just, that's the most people I've been around in a very long time. And it was so weird. And I just, the whole time I, like they, they, at the end when I was like trying on new glasses, like someone coming up to my face and like touching the, I was like, get away. (laughs) Why are you so close to me? So I, I don't know. I, I'd rather be over cautious 
I just, you know, I'd rather sit in my bubble as long as I need. But I mean, obviously, I'd love to get back to a day where we all can feel safe and that it's controlled and I can get on a plane and come out and hang out with a bunch of awesome toy people again because I obviously (laughs) miss it. So, you know, do I think it'll happen next year? I don't think it will. But if it does, cool. Maybe it'll be controlled quicker than, you know. Maybe we'll finally, like you said, George, we'll get some new leadership and kick this in the bud. Be gone, Corona. So is that it? That's it. That's the show. Hey, one more thing (laughs) I was going to ask you all about. Um, Talking about Dumpster Fire being an icon of the year, but I feel like another thing that has sort of, we were talking about a little bit with uh, Urban Vinyl Toys bringing back some of the you know, urban side of the toy scene. And um, it seems like spray cans are becoming a like a very common theme this year. We had the Janky Cranky and then the CanBots through CZ. And there was a recent release with Mad L and Martian Toys, that Mad Spray Can. And I'm just curious what you think about all this spray can stuff and this, you know, urbanizing of designer toys. Do you think the scene's going to be receptive to it? Do you think it seems like it's, I just I find it interesting when certain trends and themes pop up and it it feels like right now we're entering the whole I think it was Kano who coined the let's make designer toys urban again and I think it's happening. I think we're, so too. You know, you know what's funny is I saw that I I was from the my plastic heart uh, mailing list uh the email list that they do and I I saw that spray can one. So I immediately clicked on it cuz you know I I'm a fan of that style stuff and i thought it was awesome i loved it i thought the figure was really cool i love that he did the little like erasers as feet thing and just really loved the design of the whole thing i saw it was mad i was like oh it's great mad's got a figure again and uh then i saw that price and i was like oof, i just can't like it's not and that one's not for me but i love i it was great that they're doing it. I love, I bring back the spray can stuff. I love that stuff. It looked very reminiscent of something that we would have seen back in 2006, 2008, right, George? Like, that oh, does, yeah, it's that definitely does... like old school, like 2006. And it's weird that that's old school, but still, I guess it is what 14 years ago. So, yeah, that is definitely like beginning of designer toys era toy. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely that before my time kind of stuff. And so, yeah. for- people like me who even when made, things didn't have to be cute to sell well we are kind of in the age of cute so i like that we're seeing this variety of back i mean i i like when there's different facets of our scene um it's not necessarily a figure i'm into but i i like seeing this urban and sort of the ogs of the scene right these people we haven't seen toys by coming back so that's exciting to me um I'm going to rattle off a few, ha rattle, spray can. Um, <laughs> nice. Well played. <laughs> I'm going to rattle off a few details because I looked it up. But it's a 8-inch final figure. Um, the shoe that I didn't pick up until you mentioned, George, but there are two sets of shoes, uh, like rubber erasers versus regular shoes. The paintbrush hands are really cool as well. Um, it's, a decent, it's a decent edition size, edition of $4.99. So... I'm a little surprised being I get that it's a large figure, but with such a to me four ninety nine is a pretty big addition. It seems like the price point is a maybe a little bit high for some people to 
jump on it. I also feel like that's going to be hard to sell out. That's that's a lot to add. Like, I don't think we have that many people buying spray can style stuff in designer scene anymore. I'm, I like this sort of direction, and I'm hoping the scene is receptive to it, and we start seeing... I don't know, are there any ones, are there any OGs that you all would love to see come back that haven't come back yet? Yeah, I'm a big Tim Biscuit fan. It would be nice to see Tim make a return, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, another one would be Van Beter. I'm a big fan of his. He did the design the Crappy Cat and some of the Jamungo stuff. He'd be another one that would be cool to see make a return. Uh, that's a tough you know question to do off the top of my head. Kind of, while you're thinking about people, I'm going to tell you what I don't like about this can. I hate the jacket. Like, I hate the camo green. Is it because you're anti-camo? I, no, like, I just don't think it works with the rest. Of, like, the character is so, like, I don't know. Well, colorful, okay. colorful and playful, and then there's that camo jacket. Like, I wish it was a solid color or something. I don't know. Like, maybe when there's another version, I might think about getting it. I just don't like, I don't want that camo. So, okay, educate me. Is that, so, with what I've been seeing out of UVD toys, they are taking toys or designs that literally existed and essentially either redoing them again, re-releasing them, or kind of spinning off, right? So, I think about the, um, my God, it's even terrible, the mouse-looking ones. The Daleks? What are, what are we talking yeah. about? Thank you. Space Monkey. Oh, yeah. Space, so, space the, Monkey. Right? Well, the question I was going to ask is, from what I understand, the Space Monkey isn't necessarily a new design or a new toy. It's something that was made forever ago, and it's sort of being reborn. Is that the same case with this um, Mad Mutant spray can? Is this a design that at one point was a toy, and now it's just being remade kind of using you know, new processes and capabilities or is it? This... No, I don't think so. I don't, okay. I don't think this is any, I think it's just using the spray can and art supplies to make a character. Okay. I was just curious. Cause it's, it seemed like there's a combination of bringing back designs to life and just bringing people who haven't been actively producing toys for a while, kind of bringing them back into the fold and making stuff again. I think that's just the, that's the, those can guys being around is, just the it's the remnants of the older guys who are getting into new like getting like new companies making the older guys stuff because yeah. those older guys are into spray stuff like it's you know that's that other can by Jenkins a skit one right I mean skit's a graffiti dude so Mad's a graffiti guy like these are so is CZ I mean they all have those similar roots I I think the the interesting thing Gary is they've all taken a different kind of spin to it mm-hmm. one is a platform toy. So the Sket one, Janky Cranky, is taking Janky and sort of skinning it. So that one is falls in that kind of world. And then you've got CZ's CanBot, which to me can lean into my realm a bit. They've done a mix of cute, not so cute. There's a lot of options. It's kind of a DIY platform in a way that, again, can kind of be skinned. And then this one by Mad, to me, it's it's not like those. It's its own unique kind of release. So I don't, I, I, I think, I don't see it as like a, they're clashing necessarily. I just see it as like this to me is an area of the scene that's just kind of growing right now. We're just probably going to see maybe the, the side, the urban side is just going to grow for a bit and we'll start seeing more in this realm. Yeah. Does it bother anyone else that Cambot is sitting down? 
No, I think it's no. cute. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. Just you, George. All right. Why don't you like that it's sitting down? I love the little hands behind the back. I don't know. That's just the, that's the part of the design I don't like. That's like my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to pretend like you guys don't know what I'm talking about. But have you guys seen the uh, the YouTube clip where the guy is talking about he's comparing designer toys to Funko toys? Uh- Gary, let's not do this when we're trying to end the episode. Oh, yeah. This, that's a whole episode in itself. <laughs> oh, let's just play that guy's video and talk about it. You, let's do that I, next week. You put so much rage. I didn't know I could have this amount of rage until I watched that video. Gary, actually, this is the perfect setup. Why don't, we, why don't you keep that right there in the episode, tell people where they can go watch it, and then next week we come back and we talk about it. So what was it called? I don't remember. It, it was something along the premise of designer toys are boring. And I wanted to slap him through the screen. I wanted to agree with him. <laughs> oh, goodness. We're in for some fun next time we chat. <laughs> I wanted to make this guy my new hero. I, mm, he made me so mad. Did you see that one post that Spanky put up? Well, I found it, though. One, one sec. I found the link. It's uh, a YouTube channel called Box Attack Toys. Um, and, yeah, so we'll share this link in our show notes for this episode or go to the Martian Toy Hour Facebook group, and we'll have it posted in the group there for you to watch. Have you guys seen the post that Spanky put up with the guy who who's collecting his strolls and behind him is, like, a million Funko, guy, uh, Funko Pops? I don't know. If I, I did, that. yeah. And I it's did. a great picture. Like it's so cool. Like it's. I love that the scene is like bleeding now. Like now that the, now that the Jankies kind of brought the Funko people into the designer world. Yep. There's everyone's buying everything, and it's, it's. Yeah, I mean, you think? I mean, one of the things I think is so interesting about the Pop Shop Live stuff is it is a completely different audience that somehow got really into the app, and it's so intriguing for me. There's times I'm watching. And the things that they're into and the things that they're buying, it's just, it's stuff that I'm like, I can't believe that that's what they're into. But like, they're selling left and right. And so it's just, again, whether it's Funko People, Pop Shop, whatever, it's all growth. It's all good. You know, I the lines to me have completely blurred. Like, I'm constantly now seeing situations like that of people who are collecting across the board, anything from, and even like BIM toys. To me, those kind of companies you had for a while, you know, Funko versus Designer Toys. But as companies like Bim Toy came to life, which is started by a guy on the Funko side, which I know you know, Gary. I think he, you work directly with him. But um, the, the, that to me is already like those things popping up. Just the lines are – there's no more lines. It is. Well, One yeah, we're all adults buying toys. <laughs> yeah. That's what it comes I down to. We're all just a big bunch of nerds. All right. Hi guys, I'm tired. Let's uh, wrap this up. You all made me stop my painting. I got to get back to it. <laughs> all right. So maybe we won't be back next week because that's going to be Designer Con. Uh, so maybe uh, we'll take that weekend off and maybe we'll be back. Could I say maybe a few more times? Let's just see when we record next. But Let's do it next week while, during Decon. Live response. George, if I'm going to 
if I'm going to really do it, I don't think I'm going to have time for that. Live response as it's happening. <laughs> You're going to be doing G-Con while D-Con's going on. Oh, that's Friday. My Saturday is free. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we can do a Sunday one after Teresa gets her designer con shopping done on Saturday. All right, well, let's wrap this up. We'll maybe do this next week during DesignerCon, or maybe we'll be back in a few weeks. But until whenever we make our return, while each of you take a brief moment and let our listeners know where they can find you, Teresa, go first. Check me in on Instagram. CMHawk24. Sorry, y'all. I have not posted at all this year. George, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Toys, And I completely forgot to mention there's a new color OMFG. Uh, by MCCTX Toys on Instagram. So go check them out. Um, check my stories. There's usually links in there to his site. Pumpkin Spice. Pop Shop Live colorway? No, <laughs> pump, pump, Pumpkin Spice colorway for Series 2 OMFG and some Deadbeat. Damn, I forgot to mention it. I am so bad at it. And let's wrap this up. I'm Gary Hammond, Instagram. This has been the Marsham Toy Hour. We try to record whenever we can. Uh, Gary, so, sometimes just, because we want to. Gary. Sometimes, whatever. Gary, Gary, you just said this is Gary Hammett. <laughs> I told you, my brain is mush. I, I don't know. Say, say real quick where they can find you on Instagram and then end it. But you said this is Gary Hammett Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even formulate a thought right now. All right. So I am, you can find me at Gary Hammett Instagram. Otherwise, this has been the Marsham Toy Hour. We try to do this every week, not because we have to. We really haven't been doing it every week, but no. because we want to. So until our next transmission, we're signing <laughs> off. Bye. Bye. We have lost our mojo. No, this is the best episode. I think people are going to like, just put it out like this, do a couple of bleeps for oh the Oh my gr- gosh. You I, I couldn't say Momiji. We didn't talk about I bought that girl on the toilet toy. Oh, the Molly on a toilet. When is the Molly becomes a woman toy coming out? Whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> like they've done every version of a Molly they possibly can. They finally got to her sitting on a toilet. Menstruating Molly is right around the corner. Oh, that's oh. Awesome. <laughs> the Chase version has blood. <laughs> She's holding a little <laughs> tampon. <laughs> oh, guys. This is... All right, we gotta go. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right, guys. You all have a good rest of the weekend. Have fun painting, Teresa. Thanks for recording so I can talk about G-Con. <laughs> all right. Bye, all. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.